that's uh might be able to pick up my puppy in the background i apologize in advance for that but i have a horrendous cold so i apologize for that as well <laughs> yes ladies and gentlemen uh, let's get ready to All right, so this is a very uh, impromptu special episode of the Smart Foundation. Uh, myself, Shane, and uh, Stephen, uh, we're holding it down for uh, Curtis, who uh, couldn't make it today. Uh, so we're kind of we're we're kind of we're gonna wing it and uh, talk about some wrestling and uh, you know have have fun as usual. So, Mr. White. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, we're we're doing this uh this Facebook group chat room one hopefully one of these days someone will also join us and uh it won't be so lonely in here. <laughs> um, granted it is kind of a weird time of the day or night depending on your time zone. Uh, so that kind of factors into it. Uh but yeah, we'll get we'll get into some discussions. Uh, Steve, uh, what what what's on your mind lately, uh, wrestling wise? Um, mostly good things. I mean, ever since obviously the uh, infamous media scrum, um, but everything seems to be a bit more calmed down and heading in the right directions. Um, the Clash of the Castle was great, um, which we discussed last time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, shows are going forward and everything seems to be well. At the present time, a lot of, a lot of good performances from wrestlers here and there, um, some good matches. Um, so yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> it's good. Cool. So so last time we we spoke, um, you had mentioned that you're possibly kind of on the cusp of uh, coming back coming back home to WWE. Yeah. As far as kind of watching it semi regularly or regularly, is is has that been the case since then, or are you still? Kind of dabbling uh, into it. I'm dabbling slowly back into it. I mean, I know we had a joke the other day about um, I was watching some AEW. So, um, yeah, um, I've been catching more of the highlights that I, than I used to do. Um, sort of. Um, I haven't actually watched any of the, the full shows yet because I need to get my network back <laughs> after I, uh, ha- I had enough of the Fed. And I was like, no, network's mm-hmm. gone. So I should be getting the network back sort of relatively soon. Um, and then hopefully I'll be able to catch up on all the delightful tidbits that I've missed in between the highlights. Now, how, how easy is it to catch like Raw and, and, and SmackDown and stuff like over? Like, is it just a matter of downloading the app or is, does it come on certain stations it's on, there? Yeah, it, it used to be on Sky Sports, which I used to have. Um, and then Sky lost the um, the rights or the whatever, and BT Sport purchased them. And they chose BT Sport. That's really stupid. Well, in my opinion, stupid money. And I'm not, and I'm mm-hmm. not paying for it. Um, um, so I used to then wait for it to come onto the onto the network, but it always seemed to be. I don't know if it's just a if I've changed since I last had it, but um, that week's Raw was never on until I think it was like the following week. So you always were a week behind, and it's kind of a bit annoying when you're seeing all the highlights from um, that week, 
and then you finally get to watch the show only to see more highlights from the show you've the next show on sort of thing so yeah and you sort of sit around you're going is this is this this week is this last week it's not confusing but you know it's just one of those um they did they there there was a they was a terrestrial um on channel five here uh where they had uh raw it was either the full show or it was highlights but i haven't caught that i i I don't even know when it's on to be fair i must must check that out i think it was saturdays but even then i'm not 100 percent certain I mean, it's 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 definitely like I, I've realized as I've gotten older, and having a, a toddler running around also factors into like being able to sit just to sit down and watch. I don't know five six hours plus yeah. of of wrestling every week. It's you just count it. Yeah, it's it's a challenge, and 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 I think that that's why I don't necessarily have anything against AEW per se. Um, and I don't mind, you know, New Japan and, and Impact and but I mean I guess maybe if if this was like my job and like I wasn't also working forty hours a week and yeah. could just sit down and watch all of it. Like but it's like at this point it's like you, you have to kind of pick and choose what you want to dedicate your time to and and for me it's like knowing that the WWE is kind of my comfort spot, that that's the company that I'm going to, when I do have time to watch wrestling, they're, they're going to get the lion's share of it. I mean, definitely totally agree. Totally agree there. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I mean, I've, I've had new Japan world subscription for like a year now. And I couldn't even tell you the last time I watched anything on it. That's it. So, so it's just like, well, it's, it's, it's like my little man, my my, my, young, my youngest is six, and he's homeschooled, and like it's all day. It's dad, 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 can you play this? Dad, can you play that? After he finishes his school and sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. I need whilst he's whilst he's homeschooling, I've got a little bit of time to sort of do my bits and pieces. Then sort of thing. But even then, you sort of find something else to do. You know, oh, there's the lawn to mow, and there's this and that, and you know, oh, I've got to fix that thing, and I've got to rewire that that light and. And yep. everything sort of thing, and there's, there's all the little jobs, and and you then get to the end of the night, and he goes to bed, and you sit down, and you go, oh, I'm just happy just to sit here, really. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, sometimes you'll be able to catch something on your phone or whatever, but it's just like, man, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot to be dedicated, you know. It's yeah. hard. It's hard being a smart nowadays. Like it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 tough. You know, I don't. I don't want to just stick to the to the dirt sheets and just read spoilers. You yeah. know, I I don't want to just do that. But it's just like, man, it's it's a lot of wrestling to watch. Yeah, I must um, admit. I mean, with that with that dirt sheet thing, I mean, for the longest time, I used to read dirt sheets and then watch read the spoilers. And if it was something I was interested in, I would then check out Raw and watch the whole segment sort of thing. But most of the time, I was always watching Raw on fast forward sort of thing. You'd be, I'll oh, skip that, skip that, skip this, or oh, a little bit of information. I'll listen to that sort of thing, and I'll skip that. And I think that's where you sort of. That's why I think that's where I started to go wrong. Really, at the end of the day, I, the advent of being able to fast forward and skip it started to ruin my yep. wrestling experience. And then once you got used to how that was sort of set in, it then became easier just to go. Oh well. I won't watch it this week and I won't watch it this week and I won't watch it this week. Oh, something happened this week. I'll watch it. And you, you watch the bit that you're only interested in and then 
that was that. So. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, I I have a DVR with with you know, Raw, SmackDown, Rampage, Dynamite. Everything is recorded. It's just a matter of me having time to go back and watch those recordings. You know? Exactly. It's 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 a little bit different than the days where you just you know had it on VHS and you re- recorded over, you know, Little Mermaid or something, and <laughs> you know, and you know. So, uh, speaking of a uh, sh- shout out to uh, Keith. Uh, he's one of the listeners, what one of my uh, longest friends, as well. Uh, I, back in back in the day when we went to school together, there's a lot of times where I didn't have cable, and so Keith would come through, and you know he would record Raw or SmackDown or Nitro, and uh, bring it to school, bring the VHS to school so that I could watch it. Oh, so, uh, yep. So Keith, you better you better still be a listener. So if you hear this. Do something about it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, one thing I, I with the AEW that I, I wanted to point out is um, it seems to be that there's still a little bit of drama going on. I mean, not to the amount that you know was during the media scrum, but like semi. I, I see these tweets about Semi Guevara calling people out and, and yeah, Ricky sure, Starks yeah. talking to people and Andrade. It's just like what is what is going on? <laughs> like that's the trouble these days. Everyone's I don't know if some of it's part of like you have the social media, so you have to do something to get noticed. And the only way you can get noticed is social media. I don't know. Um, yeah, if that plays a part into it or not, I don't know. Um, it's just like a bunch of keyboard tough guys. It's just like to to me, it it doesn't when when you're in the the professional wrestling sport for you to kind of go out on social media and threaten to beat up this person and threaten to do this. Like, okay. So what does that amount to? It's either legitimate and you're still not going to be able to do anything about it. And even if you do, you know, legitimately try to fight someone, it's not going to be on TV. It's yeah. going to be, you know, in the locker room or whatever. And then you're going to get suspended or fired. So it's, it's like, why? Like what? What? What purpose is it to? You know, oh, I'm gonna kick this person's ass. Okay, okay. You gonna legitimately do that? Okay. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it I, don't, get I, you I don't mind it when it's part of a feud. Sometimes. I mean, obviously, one example would be like when you had the Becky Lynch Ronda Rousey thing on the way to WrestleMania. It they were in a feud. It was part of the feud. It that it not elevated feud, but it added a little bit of texture here on here, here and there. Thing when you're just calling out random people just for personal shit yeah you know I know people say oh they don't work yourself into a shoot and all that sort of stuff um, but is it I don't know yeah and and, and I honestly think it, it it's taken away from what AEW could could be and should be focusing on and, and, and that's the the wrestling and the absolutely loaded roster that they have yeah um you know, was it last week when they had uh, Moxley versus Juice Robinson? It was a great mm-hmm. match. People aren't talking about that. Bandito versus Jericho. Um, anyone who uh, you know has been on the wrestling group from day one, or or uh, even Curtis, who's uh, playing hooky today, um, he can attest. I, I I've been the biggest Bandito fan, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I've been talking about him, you know, since before AEW was a thing. Um, you know, for those that think I just talk about WWE wrestlers, take that. Um, <laughs> you know, I was I was on a MLW kick for for the longest time. You know, when AEW was you know first kicking off, and people were like, oh, finally there's another American wrestling company that you know can do this and do that. I was like, well, what about ROH at the time? I was like, what about Impact? What about MLW? You know that that's MLW is where I first you know seen MJF, you know okay. when he was uh, feuding with uh, with the Heart Foundation, three point eight or whatever iteration <laughs> they would be right now. So I mean, so yeah, I mean MLW. That's where uh, I think that's where I first seen Swerve and like I said MJF and there ton of, you know I don't think any, I don't think MLW gets enough credit or recognition that they kind of a lot of their talent kind of got poached yeah from AEW and you know they they've, they've managed to hang on there but you know they still got some solid people like the Von Eric brothers and Jacob Fatu and but yeah so shout That's out good. to MLW yeah give them some more recognition give us, yeah maybe that'd lead to them giving us a job I don't know <laughs> um <laughs> Um, so any, any plans on trying to catch, um, extreme rules this weekend? Um, I will maybe, um, mm-hmm. I will, I, I, I probably just want to stream somewhere. Depends on if I feeling a bit fruity, I might actually get the network this week. I, I've been, I'm in an hour about it sort of thing. And, um, you know, you, you get your months free or whatever. I don't know if I get it again because mm-hmm. I've already had the network. So, um, yeah, I, I can't see a reason why I can't not get it back and go full fo- go go in it go in it again. And because I must admit, I mean, even though I've got I've got all my VHSs up over there, sort of thing, um, mm-hmm. it's always nice to even to go back and and you got it all sitting there on the network. You know, I know some of it's obviously all um, some of the entrances are edited out and theme music and stuff like that sort of thing but i've got they've what sort of from that pernickety yep. about it sort of thing but yeah no I, I think if i can i will yeah i i think kind of in light of uh crown jewel and, and roman and uh logan paul or whatever that extreme rules has kind of fallen under the radar like mm. kind of looking at like some of the matches on the card like i think it might be a really good card like you can tell at this point, WWE is really leaning on the uh, the forty plus club. Yeah, uh, with a lot of their superstar. I mean, when you got the uh, the I Quit match with Edge and and Finn Balor, mm-hmm. on paper that sounds amazing. Yes, no, I agree with that one. I yeah. mean, I mean, if you if you factor out the fact that that you know they're kind of at the tail end of their careers, Edge probably. Obviously, more than than Balor, mm-hmm. um, but that seems like a re- that should be a really entertaining match. Yeah, you know, Seth Rollins and and Riddle and their pit fight thing that should also be physical and because there's some you know real life tension there. Yes, there is. Yeah. Um, so hopefully Riddle doesn't cave in Rollins's forehead. <laughs> um, I mean, riddles. I mean, maybe we'll do that as like a segment one of these days. As far as just people that you probably shouldn't legitimately mess with, 
like I think I've said this before. Like I, I put Riddle up there. Like, yeah, it obviously just because of the UFC thing. But it's just like when people are so chill and to that extent, like you know, they they can kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, so definitely. Yeah, he's 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 dangerous. Um, what was the other match on there? It seems uh, the 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 women's uh, the Raw women's title. Mm-hmm. Ladder match, first ever ladder match for the title with Bailey and Bianca Belair. Like, I there's there's some solid matches there. Yeah, so. definitely. I think I think even saying that, I'm you know that's, that's getting me hyped for it already, sort of thing. So, I think yeah, I think it might activate my subscription in a couple of hours. I think. Yeah. <laughs> see what yeah, I get on there. I I forgot about freaking uh, McIntyre and and Karrion Cross in a, in a strap match. It's just like that card is loaded. Yep. So, so yeah, it it it, it should be fun. It should be fun. Good times. Good times. Yeah. So what else, what else is on your mind as far as uh, in, in the wrestling world? Anything grinding your gears right now or? Um, not really. I mean, you, you got all the stuff that went on before. Um, that seems to sort of. Calm down. I mean, and obviously, you no, know, like with we sent him with Sammy Guerrero and that sort of stuff. Um, I just wish they'd I don't agree with CM Punk per se, but stop acting like fucking children. Um, yeah, you know, you're grown ass men, you know, but the trouble is, unfortunately, that is the sort of um climate, I suppose. Um, not really the best word for it that we live in these days, sort of thing, where the first thing everyone does is jump on social media and say something. Um, yeah, you know, it social is media. Weird. You know, it's, it's 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 the you know social media the cause of and solution to all of life's problems, as as a great man once said. Um, yeah, and 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 I know there's always you know that, that that criticism about how things used to be in like wrestling locker rooms, a lot of you know the toxic environment or what have you. But I also think maybe things when it comes to like. Uh, the, the the squabbling that happens maybe that that part of it should be old school and the fact that it is handled not on the internet yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. it's just well, like, the thing is i mean it's, it's like you said i mean it's, it's toxic locker rooms beforehand it's a different type of toxic yeah you know it's just, it's the same it's the same stuff but in a different in a different skies um uh fucking children yeah it's, it's so weird it's just like oh I, I have a problem with this person i'm gonna get on the internet and let everyone know and give them a bad review yeah it's just like okay well i mean or how about you guys just handle it behind the scenes to where no one even knew it was a thing and then you move on that's it so and then of course you didn't get the the years later it comes out on um oh what's that um the show that I just I shared it the other day as well. Oh, the oh the uh... Dark Side of the Ring. There you go. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring comes out. Yeah, comes comes out in ten years' time. Only Dark Side of the Ring. The uh, Sammy Guerrero stabbed um, Andrade with a pair of scissors in a in a hotel room. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> been been there. You know we know how that ends. That's it. That ends viciously. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> speaking of that one of the other pages i uh follow someone had uh taken a screen cap of i i mean 
it must have been obviously it was 20 years ago but someone had brought a sign to one of the events that was just like a they had just made some scissors oh fantastic and then on one side it said arn and the other side it said sid did it really and it, oh brilliant yeah and this must have been like 1997 <laughs> like oh, yeah <laughs> it was a long time ago i was like man how did, how did how did they know about that back then I mean, Actually, I guess I mean, maybe, I don't know. Well, I guess this, during, sorry. like, the true dirt sheets, I guess. But, uh... That's, that's a stupid thing. I mean, when I was sort of 16, 17, watching Raw and Nitro every every Friday night, as it was in the UK, um, you didn't know... I, I didn't know about these dirt sheets and things. It wasn't until, um, I think it was Hulk Hogan, when he uh, he burned one. And I happened to see it on the, like a few years later sort of thing. You're like, oh, this, this is what we call a rag sheet, brother. Um, yeah. When he, when, he, when he put it in the old trash can. And that was like, and even that was from a few years beforehand sort of thing. And I'd, I'd never heard of dirt sheets and the advert, the internet. I mean, we never got the Wrestling News Observer over here in the UK as far as I was aware sort of thing. And about the only thing we ever had close to anything was like, um, we had a magazine power, called Power Slam. Um, and I used, hmm. to get that, used to get that all the time um, and used to read sort of, bits and pieces in there and it but most of it was um interviews with superstars and there was recaps of events that had gone on house shows that listed all the house shows that had gone on and wwe and wcw um and obviously when we got to tna and ring of honor and what had you sort of thing um yeah but you know i never knew about dirt sheets and stuff until probably the early 2000s uh, mid 2000s when i sort of you sort of the advent, the, advent the internet yep and and it's kind of it's kind of tainted just the the way you perceive wrestling in general. I think, for, you know, for the people that like live and breathe it, I, I think it it takes away from a, you know a lot of that mystique, so to speak, that that pro wrestling should have, in my yeah. opinion. And it's just like you know, I don't know, like if I was able to read you know, 90% of the script of the Avengers before I went to go watch it, I, I wouldn't have the same excitement, you know, yeah. otherwise. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's just like, true. Oh, well, I know this is going to happen. Oh, this is, it's just like, but for whatever reason with wrestling, us as a lot of us as fans, we, we were obsessed with kind of having that backstage scoop and then, you know, taking that information and running with it or, or instantly criticizing it. And I mean, I'm, I was guilty as anyone else. You know, there was a span for like a couple of years. I, I, it's all I would do is just read the, the dirt sheets and, you know, I would still watch it, but it, it definitely changed my, my perception of it. Yeah. Cause then you're automatically just a critic instead of a fan because they're yes. like, oh well I would have done this different and it and it's just like yeah it got it gets too negative and that's 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 partially kind of why we we had started the the podcast was to kind of not necessarily go super deep into criticizing the the backstage stuff I mean yeah we make fun of a lot of it because it's yeah. funny but we don't you know criticize it per se I don't know. I might criticize it when it comes to like AEW. Hmm. Yeah. I take yeah. that statement back. Oh well. 
It is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. I, um, I can't take it back. It's hard out there in the internet. <laughs> I've, I've, already, I've already said my piece with, with AEW. Speaking of... Okay. Speaking of them, I, I, I do have a little bit of a head-scratcher um, booking criticism, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so they've been average. I think it's, I think it's actually tonight for, uh, rampage or dynamite or whatever comes on dynamite. Um, out of nowhere, they just have like Wardlow versus Brian cage for the TV title, All right. which seems like it should be very physical, very good match. It's just, it's just kind of awkward. Cause there wasn't, any build to it there you know Big for a company that yeah for a company that is always you know prided themselves on long-term storytelling and this and that and it's just like it just seems kind of random i haven't i haven't really seen brian cage do anything substantial in forever yeah and i mean if he comes back and just like just demolishes wardlow then it's like okay, well then you spend all that time building a Wardlow for nothing, and exactly. then if Wardlow does the same to him, then it's like okay, well then what was the point of having him come in? Like, yeah, you could have built something to some sort of match, some sort of feud with him, and then gone for a big, big match down the line, sort of thing, you know? Yeah, and because I mean, both bo- both probably will be world champions at one point. I guess. Probably. I mean, I I think probably Wardlow more than Cage, possibly think so? first. I think so. I, I they seem to have sort of gone off. Well, in, in, in from what it seemed like, they seem to have gone off Cage. I mean, I know he's been away. Sort of. He's, has he been injured or anything? Something or was he? I I think so. Um, I guess. You know, but the whole FTW thing, I mean, I can remember when, like, oh, that was, a, that was a, you know, quite a big thing when they gave him the FTW title and it seemed like he was going to get pushed to the moon and this is going to be a sort of, um, oh, he's like Taz. Well, I mean, I'll tell you, Taz had the, the FTW title because he was the uncrowned heavyweight champion in the world because Shane Douglas wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't fight him. Um, mm-hmm. So are they saying that Brian Cage is the uncrowned champion in the world? And does the FTW title mean the same thing as it used to do? And do you say that is is he going to get his title shot and then he can become champion? And then he just had it and it just disappeared into the fold and then he lost it. And then haven't yeah. really seen much of him since. Yeah. And, 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 and that, that whole title lineage in AEW has been kind of weird because it's just kind of floating throughout you know, Team yeah. Taz or former former Team Taz members. Um, I don't know. I I think at this point, if 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 he if you have Hook holding it, maybe that's when you kind of bring back in the whole. You know, I'm this champion because no one else has given me a title shot type thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think that would have made more much sense with when Ricky Starks had it. But definitely with Brian Cage and definitely with Hook, mm. um, I, I don't or I don't know. Like again, they they have so much talent there that um, at some point, someone other than Moxley and Hangman and and Jericho will kind of break through there. 
they're going to have to start doing something soon because you know Jericho hasn't got long left. I don't think he'll ever be the world champion ever there again unless he's on his retirement tour or something. Um, I think he will. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll win it like two more times. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, yeah, but they're going to have to start building some more high-level caliber stars um, because you've always got to be looking forward to the future because. You, they always seem to come in clumps. Like you'll have the Hogan era, and then you had a little bit of a lull. I know Brett was the man, sort of thing, but Brett was Brett was unfortunately the man in a very lull period going in. And then, of course, when you had the Attitude era, he started to get off again. Um, and then, of course, you didn't have the Austin. And then after Austin, sort of thing, it was then floating around a little bit. I suppose it wasn't as as big, you know. And then we went through all the Cena and and everything. Um, but yeah, you always got to try and build for that next sort of set of stars, um, and the, the wealth of talent that they've got. I mean, I think that's the biggest problem. Um, difference between the eight, the wrestling that we grew up on, is that better characters, worse wrestling, and these days it's better wrestling but worse characters. Yeah, and and that and that's the, I guess you know as as a as a company you got to decide what you're gonna hang your hat on. Um, because not every good wrestler translates to, and it's, and it's, and it's not even like a whole like wrestler versus sports entertainer thing, but it's just like not every talented in ring performer can grab the grab the crowd, keep keep the crowd, and you know also have that crossover success. Yeah, no, exactly. And 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 I and I think AEW specifically kind of still kind of struggles with that identity. It's like, okay, do you do you want to be a hardcore wrestling company, or do you want that crossover success? Yeah. And I don't know if they have found that balance yet. You know. No, I mean, they, I mean, they, I suppose they're, they're still. If you really look at, it, they're still in their infancy. Um, but then again. I mean, obviously, I wasn't around, obviously, when in the territory days and, excuse me, um, you know, obviously, when I first started rest, started watching wrestling, the WWF was the be-all and end-all, and you had them have a lot, WCW, and, and even they seemed a distant second in the early 90s. Um, and, uh, you know, you had a couple of little feds held, holding on, the um, Joe Dollars, um, AS, a, a USWA, wasn't it, Joe Dollars? USWA wasn't he? Uh, I think so. Yeah, and then you had um, who's the other one? Um, well, yeah, you, you had a couple, couple of little feds when uh, obviously when in the early nights when when stuff started to go a bit on the downturn sort of thing and um, but yeah, uh, AEW sort of are in their infancy. They're they're only just around sort of thing, but even now, um. I lost my. I point. mean, <laughs> I guess, I, I guess, I guess, technically they are as far as like years, but I mean, when you when you have the veterans that they've signed, when you have the backstage people that have still been around the business forever, yeah. I, I mean, and, and it's like one of those things where, because I mean, obviously they they do want to have some crossover 
appeal. That's you know that's why they've been having you know rappers and stuff on there recently that haven't been relevant for about twenty years. That's fine. <laughs> um, it, you know it was still cool to see you know Trina and and DJ Who Kid and and Action Bronson. He's he's still relevant, so I'll give him that. But like, I don't know. Like you you you're going after these celebrities. But then your fan base, you're trying to convey to your your hardcore fan base that, hey, well, WWE, they focus on celebrities and this and that. And it's just like, okay, you're doing, you're doing the same crap. Yeah. Yeah. They had Snoop Dogg. You had Snoop Dogg. They had Shaq. You had Shaq. So. Yeah, Tyson. You had Tyson. Yeah. So it's like. They're they're just they're just getting those same celebrities a little farther down their career, and farther down their relevancy, but yeah. they're they're still doing it. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if if RoboCop shows up and <laughs> you know. Well, Chucky made a appearance, didn't he? Chucky's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got you got Chucky, <laughs> RoboCop. I mean, who 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 knows? I don't know. Uh, Polly Shore might not be doing anything right now. Probably break, you know, <laughs> break out Polly Shore. So, follow your dreams, AEW. That's who it. Follow your to, dreams. Who, who am I to judge? Um, still, still very entertaining show. Just kind of annoying. Just as far as the um hypocrisy, but I think the 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 problem I have with the hypocrisy is more just the fans. Than anything that AEW may be doing specifically, okay. I guess. Um, although you know, when they first started, they touted, "Oh, well, you know, we're gonna go off wins and loss records and yeah. more of a sp- combat sport feel." No, none of that happens. You're, nah. you're no, just that, that... pro wrestling. Yeah, all that stuff soon goes away. I suppose they got to try and give themselves something. I mean, it's like at least with TNA, they had the six sided ring. Um, and it was something that was different, um, and they felt more like a small, a smaller WCW. The way they used to run the shows, you know, the cruiserweights and the X division, exciting stuff at the start, and the less interesting stuff at the at the end. Um, so I suppose they're just trying to they try tried to make themselves out to be different, but this whole win loss record stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, I was really excited to see how it was going to pan out. It just hasn't been a thing. That's the trouble. I mean, I suppose with wrestling, it is, well, pro wrestling as it is, having a win-loss record is pointless because obviously, you know, we all know, um, you know, it's this guy's booked to win, this guy's booked to win. So how can you possibly have a win-loss record that's any good or worth anything? Um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'd obviously know like they go, oh, this is John Cena's uh, 1400th victory. And it's like, so I don't care that he's won 1400 matches this year and lost three. Yeah. That doesn't, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's cool to kind of have add as like a tidbit. If mm-hmm. it's like a certain like storyline or a milestone or whatever, but to say that you're going to like, base your title shots and stuff off of it. It's just like, how? It. Why? Yeah, that's it. I mean, I can remember yeah. years ago when I first started watching WCW and like on their television show, they like, they gave you the WCW top 10 and like, you know, the number one contender is the US champion and that's how it used to be. 
and but mm-hmm. only certain US champions would get a title shot. I mean, it's like when they said when they said um, I can remember when they uh, uh, Conan was US champion, and they were like, "Don't forget, number one contenders of the world title." It's like Conan's not getting a title shot against against Hogan or Savage, or you know, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But if a US champion is Sting, well, of course he's going to get a title shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we go. I suppose it just matters who's who's in your top ten. I suppose. Yeah. And I mean that that I think that's how it should be. Like, if if you have that 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 mid card champion, if you're gonna regard that as someone that can take that next step, sure, yeah. Have, but have it be that that across the board. That's it. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I mean obviously with, with WWE, I think the mid card titles don't mean as much as they did it ever again. And the only thing, that, the thing that really took the place of the mid card titles was like the, uh, the money in the bank briefcase essentially um, has taken the place of the mid card titles and possibly the universal title or the world heavyweight title as it was back in the day sort of thing where you were a featured champion and you were in featured storylines, I suppose. But you more money, the, more, more the money in the bank briefcase has is essentially the mid card title. Yeah, personally, that's how I just felt. Right, um, I mean, and you know, now that you mention it, like, I I can't remember the last time. I mean, it's getting back, like specifically the Intercontinental Title, the U.S. Title. Like, I still struggle with there being two mid cards. Yeah, I know if you're gonna have two top titles, you have to have two mid cards. But like, sometimes I just wish there was just one of everything. Um, yeah, I have. I've always felt the U.S. title is just a weird thing for WWE. Yes, yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm similar sort of feelings there. But specifically, like the Intercontinental title, man, like I want to say, like during the Attitude Era, might have been the last time it was super important. But even then, like. That belt floated around so much during that time. I mean, you, you look at people that had Intercontinental title runs back then, like basically everyone in DX literally got the yep. Intercontinental title. Except I don't think Billy Gunn got it. Um, but Road Dog did. Was Rogue up Icy Chem, was he? Pretty sure. I thought I I know he won the hardcore title. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure one of them, one of them got the European. Yes, Xbox was European champion, quite a lot, and tag champion. I know that. I'm sure. Yeah, because I don't. I'm gonna gonna have to look it up now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because because yeah, because the European went through. I mean, as far as like DX specifically, Sean, Hunter, Yep. yep, Pac, yep, maybe Road Dog. Intercontinental. I mean, obviously Sean had it b- before, but Pac, mm-hmm. China, like like, and um, yeah, I, I could have swore Road Dog was Intercontinental champ. I could be wrong. I'm but, not sure. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't ever remember him winning it. But then again, my memory from back then is a little bit is okay, but it's not yeah. the greatest. I I mean I I, rem- I remember uh, Godfather had it for a little bit. Yep. Uh, Val Venus, yeah. <laughs> five years after he should have. Yep. Like, 
So there, there it, it 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 bounced around a lot, and so I don't remember a lot of prestigious intercontinental runs back then. I guess I guess maybe maybe when Eddie had it, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, the only person I can think of who had a mid card title, who then went on to be world champion, well, the last week I can remember was John Cena with the US title. He had the US title, he lost the US title, then won the world title from um, from Bradshaw. I can't think of anybody else ever since then who had the IC or US title, more IC, um, who then lost the IC title, only then to go on to win the world title relatively short afterwards. I mean, oh, like, okay, you know, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's like, because obviously, like, with you go back to Brett, Brett lost the Intercontinental title, two months later was world champion. Austin, Intercontinental Championship here. Shouldn't have handed it off to The Rock. I mean, that devalued the belt a little bit, in my opinion, as much as yep. I love Austin. Um, but here, I've got bigger fish to fry. I'm off to the world title, and he went off to the world title. Um, what Kurt about... Angle, Kurt Angle, European, yeah. our, our European IC, soon after was world champion. Um, and I'm just trying to go back and just trying to think, who had the IC belt and then lost it to go on to win the world title relatively you know that that was their trajectory, and then they then they stayed in the world title picture because everyone else. The only person I can think of was the Miz, but he's then he won the world title. Then he's back down to the mid car. Went one back down. Yeah, and he hasn't been back up since really. Um, he, he won the world title again, didn't he? But he didn't have it very long. Um, you know, um, old Zigglypuff. But I'm, in a canal champion, yeah. world champion, but then lost. You know, he's like a two or three time world champion, having held it for about twenty minutes. I mean, I guess the argument could be made kind of for uh, Ambrose. Because he was yes. U.S. title. He was U.S. Yes. champ for forever. But then he didn't defend it, though, did he? That's true. But I know... What, I, about, I what about Kofi? Mm. He had a solid Intercontinental run. Very solid, yeah. I, was, I must have... When Kofi won the IC belt, it felt... It felt like something. Yeah. For me, anyway, I, I thought... Yeah, what a great! Yeah, he was featured storylines, gave him the belt. Felt like the right time to pull the trigger, and I thought fantastic. And then, you th- I thought he was going to go on to bigger and better things, and even then, it, not that it didn't really happen for him, but it happened for oh, him yeah, again. Yeah, much, much that, too late. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It did take 11, 11 years or ten or eight years into his eleven years. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, it, it it might it might be it might be Cena as far as in I'm probably close wrong. proximity. I'm, 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 I'm sure whoever's listening, if you're out there, um, can correct me when this goes out, sort of thing. And there's probably someone. Yeah. Home, there's probably someone. When you go back to the when I said about the Money Bank sort of thing, I mean CM Punk, Money in the Bank, World Champion, and he stayed in that upper echelon after yeah. that. After he won the World Title, he did dip down after his after his first run, which was atrocious. Um, and then having to lose the title with not even competing in the match, oh, just like Jeff Hardy, that f- that drove me up the wall. You know, yep. um, at least having him defend the belt and lose it properly, you know, through some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Don't don't fuck him out of the title when he's laying on. You know, don't don't book it in a way like, oh, he's not even going to be in the match. Oh, yeah, <laughs> love it. Gotta love yeah. it. Lo- lo- logic was not a thing. During that that period, very much so, or or, or a lot of a lot of the period, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I yeah, I I definitely say that yeah. Post Cena, it doesn't seem like there has been a lot of consistency with that. But I think a lot of it was according again according to the dirt sheets, Vince really never viewed the mid titles as a thing anyway, and mm. so. Well, no, I mean, obviously, back in the day, I mean, the the world champion held the head on the pay per views, and the IC champion headlined the house shows. Exactly. So it must have meant something at some point. But yeah, I I I'd say pre uh, invasion era, but you know, because you didn't have to worry about four million titles. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I've always been a proponent. of I would love to see one world champion. One mid card, whether it be IEC, United States champion, um, and I always liked the idea of the television title, um, a, a title that got defended every week on television. You know, that's the whole point of it, and that always I liked one tag team champion, one world champion, one um, mid card IC champion, and one thing for the other for the, for the other ones to fight over who are on their way up the ladder. So then wh- who, what title would you view higher than a, that, that mid card or that TV title? Um, the mid card title would always be the higher one of the two because it would be in the same, um, um, brackets as when Brett got it. Um, and it was something you, you won, and they would then see how you respond, the crowd responds and that sort of thing, and how you get over with the IC belt. Um, and then that's the thing that they go, oh, yes, this this guy this guy is the guy, and we shall push him to the moon and onto the world title, onto, onto greatness. Um, yeah. Um, but that's because I'm just an old school kind of guy sort of thing. I, you know, I mean, when I used to have my figures, you know, IC champion, if he lost his belt, unless he was someone who I considered to be an IC champion, and that was sorry, that was their that was their ceiling, you know, they would go on to win to win the belt, sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, it it it, it makes sense, but it, it just it just came to me though. It's just like so, if, but if you have a TV champ and, and and you have someone that you're committing to showcasing mm-hmm. weekly, no matter what. Yeah, I see what you're saying. May, may, yeah, it's just like, you know. That's yeah, true. I mean, I suppose, but I mean, I mean, in, in some analogy sort of thing, if you go back and you like watch some old WCW sort of thing, you had Booker T and best of seven, Booker T and oh Benoit. Yeah, redacted. Um, yep. Uh, <laughs> um, fighting in the best of seven series, and uh, and then Booker T obviously went on. To bigger and better things, and obviously said of Benoit, sort of thing, unfortunately, right? Um, as it turned out in the end, sort of thing for him. But, um, mm-hmm. I mean, could you possibly said then that they were more featured than the US champion at the time? I mean, I probably couldn't tell you who the US champion at the time it was either DDP or Raven, one of the two, in and around that right. sort of time. Um, I suppose it's titles, I suppose, are only really worth the prestige on who is wearing it. Yeah. I suppose. Because um, if you... The Miz is fantastic. But unfortunately for The Miz, he will always be... 
he, he, he came in and was a joke. And then really knuckled down, you know, started to work on his craft a lot um, and earned his world title, in, in my opinion, earned his world title. Um, probably was going to, going to be his only ever shot of being the world champ. Um, you know, and yeah, and 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 that goes down, sort of thing. But then you take someone like John Cena, who was um worked himself with his um thugonomics, Dr. Thugonomics gimmick, sort of thing that caught on like crazy. Crowds loved it. I mean, I used to love John Cena back in the day, sort of thing. And when he finally won, you know, he won the US title off of um Orlando, was it Orlando Jordan he beat for the title? No, he lost to Orlando Jordan. Who did he beat for the title? GBL. Yes. Yep. You know, and he went on to greatness. Um, Wait, did he beat? No, I think he beat GBL for the world title. He beat GBL for the world title. title. I can't remember who he beat for the US title now. I know he lost to Orlando Jordan, which is on his way up sort of thing. Um, It may have also been GBL. I mean. Could have been. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But. I suppose yeah. I mean, it just depends on who's wearing the belt and how they connect with the fans. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> I, I I know there's some special talents who are destined to be the top dog, regardless sort of thing, and they, but the fans of do play a part in in who gets sometimes sometimes who gets pushed and who's not. I mean, yeah, I know I, I know you love Brett. I love Brett. Um, Crowd reactions to Brett Rink. You look back some of the some of the matches back in the day. I mean, even when he was split from the Anvil and won the Survivor Series, and like the crowd went mental when he was wrestling one on one with Ted DiBiase, sort of thing. And, and you just knew that, yeah, that guy's, you know, not the most best promo work in the world, sort of thing. But hell of a talent. And it's Canadian. He, 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 <laughs> and he connect, he, but he connected with everybody. And then of course, then when he then went full heel. And just basically become the whiny Mark that we all know that he is. And I love you, Brett. You're yeah. my favourite. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Brett, if you're listening, he didn't mean that. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> don't come for me, please. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you're right, though. I mean, and, and, and sometimes it's just the the circumstance, you know, an injury or suspension or or, or what have you can can just change someone's path yep um for 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 the better or the worse you know you always you always read about like these people that supposedly were in line to do this and do that and then whatever happened and didn't happen and it it just sometimes there's just luck Mm. luck involved oh yes very much so yeah 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 I think I think this is this has been a, a a pretty solid random episode that we just threw together on on a, on a whim. Take that, Curtis. Yeah, <laughs> you punk. <laughs> and don't you edit that out when you edit this. <laughs> you leave it in. You know you're listening. All right. <laughs> All right. What did did you have anything else you wanted to go over, or what 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 are we thinking? I'm I'm good. If you're good, I'm good. All right, we're good. Um, good, good. I'd like to thank everyone who uh, joined us, which was no one. Um, 
I look Ooh. forward to having more than zero next time. We really should probably put a post out on the group saying, oh, we're going to be doing a live show this this day at this time in the UK. It'll be this time in the UK and this time in or whatever your time is. I mean, you're what, yeah. 10, 11 o'clock in the morning now, aren't you? And we're on half a six at yep. night. So. Yeah. That's that's true. I guess we we could advertise a little bit yeah. more. I mean, or if they're already listening, then they would know. I don't know. They wouldn't know because then this would have already been out. But yeah, so we'll look into we'll look into that. Um, you know, we'll do some advertising. Uh, look, look out for some future content on uh, YouTube, Smart Foundation. We're gonna try to dabble in some Twitch down the line. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna hit them from all angles, um, and uh, hope that someone likes us enough to listen and watch, and hopefully we uh, appeal to someone <laughs> at some point, <laughs> and uh, you know the ultimate game is to um, I don't know have Amazon buy us out. That's and the then, one. Uh, yeah. Or Amazon you know. sponsored by Man Cave. It's all, it's, 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 name rights are available. Yes, see? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Sorry.